Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the high point here on KJAC, KLJX, LP, Flagstaff. My name is Will Hopkins. I am your host of the high point. Uh, this is the radio show that brings you good news for 30 minutes once a week, just trying to brighten your day a little bit. So, as always, I want to start out with some good things that happened in my week this or my last week. Uh, I finally got a bed frame, so I'm finally getting to sleep a little comfortably, which is really nice. Um, on the other side of things, I'm really excited with the return of football today, Sunday, and tomorrow, Monday. And then uh, the past cu- or Thursday night football was maybe not as fun to watch as I would have liked, but it was a... Uh, it was good to just have it all back and, you know, have that shred of normalcy that the NFL brings. And even they they even brought in some fans, so that was good to see for me. That really made my week a little brighter, and I hope everyone else had a good week as well as we uh, start to enter what feels like winter is starting up here in Flagstaff. We had some lower temperatures up here, and uh, that was always, you know, that that's always good to... Uh, start to feel because it's part of what makes Flagstaff Flagstaff. Uh, And wherever you are in the country, I hope the weather is treating you the way you would like it to. But let's get into this week's news stories. So this week, the uh, U.S. Department of Energy actually began funding research in California on a new fuel source that I don't think anyone would guess. And personally, I think this fuel is delicious. I don't know if I could live without this, if this thing became fuel, I don't know how willing to use it I would be because of how much I like the taste of it. And it's seaweed. So there are reports that from the BBC that seaweed might be the fuel of the future. It's rich in carbon. It's actually very eco-friendly. And it, it could actually help to reverse climate change. And the U.S. Department of Energy actually started to research it this week or started to pour funding into it this week and that's just an incredible thing you know the incredible way that science can work for us um there's also reports you know it's hard right now to remember that there are other sicknesses out there other than coronavirus for a lot of people i know i got a case of strep throat over the summer and i immediately thought it was corona because that's all that the news was talking about there's a uh, disease called dengue fever. I'm sure everyone's heard of it. Um, essentially, it's spread like malaria through mainly mosquitoes. And scientists actually found a way that some estimates say could reduce infectivity by 77%. And they do that by infecting the uh, mosquitoes with a naturally occurring bacteria that already infects some mosquitoes. And helps. they're just going to help that bacteria to replicate because they don't think it can be har- it's harmful to humans. So they're gonna, they're experimenting with that, and in some of the closed trials, they found it can reduce infectivity by up to 77 percent. Um, there's an organization in Ghana called Bamboo Bikes, and if you want to know what that uh, that meet that organization does, they essentially make bamboo bikes for uh, kids, so that they can have an easier time getting to school. Um, it's so. They supply kids who have very long walks to school with bikes made out of bamboo, which is awesome. You know, we all like, I know I love my 
bike personally. So it's like, I, I just can't imagine driving one or riding one made of bamboo. And that sounds like an incredible experience. Um, well, let's stay, stay in Africa for a little bit. Um, Kenya's elephant population in the last 30 years has actually doubled. I know we hear all these things about how humans are driving so many species extinct and, you know, elephants and tigers and etc are all on the brink of extinction but actually that is a testament to kenya's government that they are that they have doubled the population of that species in the last 30 years and it actually poaching has actually gone down dramatically in those in that time especially recently that's a report coming from the dw uh the kenya bamboo bikes by the way is coming from possible um Additionally, the British homeless population will actually be receiving free phones to help them uh, get news about the coronavirus. So they're going to get free phones and data packages to make it easier for the government to communicate updates on coronavirus when a vaccine comes out, hopefully, uh, any outbreaks in certain areas, and essentially just make it so that the entire nation can be well informed. Um, sticking on the national front with another nation that's doing things to uh, help fight coronavirus, Argentina has actually given declared that they're going to uh, give free internet and TV to all of their citizens in the country for the remainder of the year. And that's awesome. Those are two governments who are stepping in and saying, hey, we think communication at a time like this is incredible or is incredibly important and needs to get done. So shout out to Argentina and uh, the and uh, England for that. Um, also, just something that I thought was a little was really cool. Scientists have actually invented an artificial skin that can reportedly feel pain. And I think that's awesome because you know we're getting to the point where prosthetics are becoming so real they're becoming so important in some people's lives that now being able to feel again is going to be possible for some people and this is still early in development probably not going to be available for quite some time but it's still cool to hear that that is kind of that we're kind of advancing to that point so that's it for my news for now we're going to come back and we're actually going to talk about good coronavirus news here in the u.s and what some people are doing to combat the virus and help everyone in their local communities so stay tuned all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the high point here on kljx lp flagstaff k jack radio 107.1 my name is Will Hopkins, and wherever you're joining me from tonight, I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful time. I wanted to take this middle segment to talk about the coronavirus, because I know we've heard a lot of bad news in this past week uh, related to various things, vaccines. If you're living up in Flagstaff, you've heard that by now that probably uh, the the case rate has probably doubled in recent weeks, and a large part of that's probably due to the influx of people, but I want to focus on some of the upsides. So there's a lot of good news coming out of a lot of different places, and I'm going to start internationally, where 
Valneva reports that they and the UK have partnered to supply over 60 million dosages of a COVID vaccine whenever it becomes ready. Valneva is a uh, French-based uh, vaccine company, but they're willing to work with other nations, which is something that we're not seeing a whole lot in a lot of places. It's kind of a every man fend for themselves type deal. But this French company has agreed to partner with the UK and the UK is providing funding to help them as well as the French government already. And that's coming actually straight from Valneva. They, their press release, uh, I read it, it, everything looks incredible. Uh, they seem very optimistic about the timeline. It sounds like it could be late this year, early next year when we get a vaccine. Um, but moving closer to the home front, we all remember back on uh, March 13th when this kind of went in this whole thing became real. Um, and the real, the first place to get hit in the U.S. was obviously New York City. Um, a lot of, a lot of cases coming out of that area and a lot of bad news coming out of that area in the first couple weeks. And obviously everyone there has kind of handled it. They've gotten to the point where they feel comfortable. And this week, the New York Times actually reported that New York State as a whole has dropped to a 1% positivity rate for 30 consecutive days. And essentially what that means is for the last 30 days, coronavirus has um, actually it's below 1%, excuse me. Uh, coronavirus has been has hit a low point in its diagnosis rate in the city and in the state of New York. And Governor Cuomo is reporting that to the New York Times. Um, so that's always good to hear that somewhere so brutally impacted like New York State is is on the downturn. And they've been on the downturn for a while. Another state on the downturn is California, our neighbor to the west here in Arizona. Um, they've actually been reporting their lowest cases since April um, and it's it's still a lot, 2,900, almost 2,900 reported on Saturday, but that's the lowest reported since April 10th, um, 60%, so that's down 60% from where the peak was, uh, that's coming from justgivemepositivenews.com, uh, but so New York, or California is down 60% from where the peak was, they were hit later than New York as was the majority of uh, California and, or as was the majority of the nation. But that's a good sign that a lot of those places that saw high peaks in the summer and late spring might be on the downturn. On to news about, uh, about the vaccine, which I know we're all very desperate and really feel like we need right now. Um, CNET reports that a COVID vaccine that most COVID vaccines are starting to actually be developed faster as we near the final stages of testing. And what that me could mean is that it's easier than it's easier to, uh, to work with as we hit the later stages. Um, once you figure out kind of the complicated starting points and the vaccine becomes easier to manufacture and it might, that might speed up development. And we've heard a lot of days thrown out, early 2021, mid 2021, but no matter what, whatever day that ends up being, 
as long as it's getting closer, I think that's an upside. And if it's getting closer both by us moving towards it and by scientists slowly starting to figure out better ways to treat it, that's all good news. Big news this week was that AstraZeneca actually put their coronavirus uh, vaccine on hold, which a lot of people are saying is bad news and really could delay the uh, their release. And they were one of the top companies for developing vaccines. There was actually a spokesperson, though, in the UK who said that the delay may, might not be a sec setback which is always good to hear and the way it was reported it sounds like they actually meant it so this is such a complicated thing so, uh, vaccines are still relatively new to us they're not you know they're not something that we've had for hundreds and hundreds of years so it's always good to hear that there's a possibility that that isn't the end of the world that this whole thing slowing down or stopping full, like fully stopping, might actually be a good thing. And there's always the possibility that it's that whatever made them stop isn't a big deal. They just want to be 100% cautious and make sure that we're not losing any lives unnecessarily. So I'm going to come back. My next segment, as always, will be the final segment, and it's going to be Heroes of the Week, where I talk about some people that I think are having a positive influence during these dark times. So please stay tuned to The High Point with me, your host, Will Hopkins, here on KJAC Student Run Radio, Flagstaff, Arizona. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this, the final segment of the high, high Point here on KLJX, LP, Flagstaff, KJAC, student-run radio. My name is Will Hopkins, your host as always. I want to finish this, this week once again by talking about this week's heroes and giving a couple shout-outs to some people that I think really embody the human spirit and always, you know, are helping to look out for other people in this time, this very turbulent time these very rough and dark days and always remind my me and I hope all of you that listen to this program about the brightness that the human spirit can have. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with Robert Johnson. Johnson is a former Marine who works at the uh, work security at the Paramente Downey Medical Center out in California. Uh, Johnson has obviously been dealing with a lot of turbulence during these rough times of coronavirus working at a medical center. You have to remember that like, even if you're not a medical worker, there are things around you that in that situation have to be very rough to see. But Johnson is quote, the head cheerleader, according to some of the nurses at that um, security hospital or at that hospital. Um, so he cheers on the nurses when they leave their shifts after helping coronavirus patients. And this is a guy who works eight to 12 hour shifts every weekday and is always chipper, always happy. And 
the question he asks all these nurses is feel great today on their way into the shift and then cheers them on as they leave their shift, which is just great. Um, Johnson also works with disabled adults as his second job. So Robert Johnson right now, thank you so much for everything that you're doing and keep up that great work. If you hear this program, uh, absolute hero, that man. Next, we're going to go to a, uh, a business. Actually, this is the first time I'm shouting out a business, but it's chops and eggs. They give free breakfast to first responders on 9-11. Um, not just first responders who worked 9-11 because they are a business out in Texas. But they give out free food to first responders who come in and show their badge for a whole day. And that's just incredible because it's a reminder that every single one of those people might be willing to sacrifice something huge. You know, it's not easy to be a first responder. You have to deal with a lot of stressful situations, I imagine. Obviously, I can't speak to any of that because I am not a first responder. But those people, in some cases, are willing to put their lives on the line in order to help all of these people around them and to make lives better. And in a lot of cases, to save lives. So, chops and eggs. Obviously can't you can't give free food to people year round and that's the sad reality of you know a lot of situations but they find a day every year and it's a day that in american history is really rough and they give it they give aid to all these people who you know probably right now especially aren't having the best of times with everything going on in the world but that's a little bright spot for them in this world. So shout out and thank you to Chops and Eggs. Uh, Scott Thompson of Bristol, Wisconsin. Uh, Bristol is actually 10 miles outside of Kenosha. And obviously we've heard a lot of bad things coming out of Kenosha, but this is something that I thought was really cool and really unique. Um, so Scott Thompson is a farmer who owns a 22-acre farm out in uh, Bristol, Wisconsin. And every year he lets he plants stuff and he lets people come and pick it for normally a fee. This year I couldn't find anything about that fee. But he, instead of planting fruit and stuff and letting people pick that, he planted two million sunflowers. Two million. Seven acres of them haven't bloomed yet even. But that's an insane amount. And it's just a small gesture that is incredible that's a huge step for in the right direction and it's a in these dark times it's always good to see someone like scott thompson who's willing to step up and do some labor that maybe that i can't think of anyone else who would want to do that let alone anyone else who would think of that so that's an incredible little thing for scott thompson to do to bring a little light into a lot of people's lives so shout out and thank you to scott thompson of uh, bristol wisconsin Jennifer Martin, another story out of Texas. Um, she's a teacher who opened a library in her garage for students who don't have access to the public library. So Martin says that the nearest public library is about 15 miles from her school district. So she has a, in her garage, a library where students can come pick out books from a collection of about 1,500. And they can, this is like elementary school students 
can just come and find a book that they want to read and she'll rent it out to them. Um, Martin has been a teacher for 20 years and this year obviously is going to be an incredibly tough year to be a teacher. But you have to shout out a woman or anyone who is willing to do something like that, to let all of these people come in and take stuff from your personal collection. There's not many things that I personally would be willing to lend out to people that I maybe barely know. So that is an incredible, that's incredible. And especially right now in the midst of coronavirus, when we can't go back to um, those, to schools in some cases, and parents might be struggling to figure out how to teach their kids. Jennifer Martin has figured out a way to incorporate all of that. Um, I just realized also I'm not giving credit to these sources, so I'm going to go back and do that real quick. Robert Johnson, the Marine, former Marine working security um, at a hospital. That's courtesy of CNN. Scott Thompson of Bristol, Wisconsin, also courtesy of CNN. Chops and Eggs is courtesy of NBC. Uh, the Jennifer Martin story is courtesy of ABC. Now, this final one is close to my heart. As many people who listen to this program know, I love sports. Um, I came from a sports broadcasting background, and this is this news pro- segment is a whole new thing for me. But I played high school lacrosse, and that's a sport that's always going to have a special place in my heart that's always going to be something that I miss tremendously. So I want to shout out a coach at Charlotte Secondary School in North Carolina um, named Bobby Helkin. Now, if you're not much of a lacrosse fan, there's kind of a stereotype within the lacrosse community that it's an upper class, upper division kind of sport. It's really expensive to get into. Pads cost a lot. Sticks cost a lot more than they should. And so it gets this upper division reputation and it's really a lot of rich schools end up playing it, you know, coming from Utah, a lot of the richer schools were, had a lot of the better lacrosse programs in my state. But the case in North Carolina at Charlotte Secondary School is that Bobby Helkin has raised a program that is in the elite levels, not just in his state, but nationally. And it's a program that doesn't fall into that stereotype. This is a school with a lot of underprivileged kids, underprivileged youths, and Helkin has not only made them a great lacrosse program, but made his players, driven them to have a work ethic so that they can not only attend college for their athletics, but for their academics. If you want to check that out, more of what Coach Helkin has done, I strongly recommend you watch Crossroads, an ESPN documentary. It's totally worth the watch, about an hour and a half of your time. But it just does such a good job of highlighting a lot of things that are right in the sports world. A lot of the brotherhood, a lot of that whole situation, and a lot of really what this coach is doing right. So that's all the time I have for tonight. I hope everyone has a good week, and I hope hope you guys stay safe out there in the midst of these uncertain times. As always, thank you for listening. My name is Will Hopkins, host of The High Point here on KJAC Student Run Radio, and I'll see you next week. Stay safe.